Seekers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm Donald Trump. Okay. <laughs> Start over, Brian. <laughs> oh my God. I. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> and we have another guest today. Presidential November, friends. A guest every week. Today, it's our three Peter, our movie critic. Reality TV working screen write screenplay writing uh, literature teaching James Costanzo welcome yes. to me for his oh, third and probably final appearance <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, but yeah but here's the thing guys this is my fourth appearance it is yeah you guys can count yes I'm a member of the Fort Timers Club you get a jacket you are I the feel top like yeah of so I, I really I, and that, you know I really feel like I'm part of some sort of exclusive group here guys I don't know. You get a you Jurassic are, Park jacket. You. Yes. <laughs> you and a Jurassic Park jacket. I got rid of, of that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, or you, we, we have a, we offer you a few other things. We could offer you a desk chair that Katie will find in the trash. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, yep. A, some kind of fur coat that will probably yep. almost kill you. Yeah, um, you could find a wig on the from the middle of the road that Katie <laughs> yeah. is currently wearing That's on one. her head yeah, for those one. who are listening and can't visualize this. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the wig, but no, I could definitely go for the, the, the desk chair, I think. Oh, the desk chair. Well, we'll make I've got I'm good. I've got we'll make sure I've, we I've found that two. You. I've found two in the past two months. I feel like my odds are strong. I'll get you your own. So, to be clear, clear, you are wearing a wig. That I guess is supposed to be yeah. Donald Trump. That kind of looks like a rejected wig from like a Weasley cosplay situation from Harry Potter that you found it. on the road. I keep turning it. And you're putting it, it on your head. That I will find the right you're, angle. You're messing it up now. Now I'm messing it up. Now oh, it's now good. you look like uh, one of those guys from BTS. The, no, no, I think you kind of look like what's her name from the Queen's Gambit now. Oh, oh, a little bit. Oh. You kind of got that look going there. Scout does uh, not like it, this version. You don't like this. Okay, one, Scout? Scout doesn't like anything. anything yeah. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't I like being Scout alive. Likes Donald Trump. I'm telling you, maybe I she'll be the Trump pet. Okay, I'm sure that would we'll end send, well we're for. Gonna her. Send you. We're gonna send you. Uh, all right, so tonight. <laughs> we are discussing the Harrison Ford uh, airplane thriller. I'm. This is a oh, yeah, category to its yeah. own. Yeah. Uh, Air Force One. But first, as always, let's discuss what we are drinking this episode. What does everybody have for us? Bourbon. Bourbon. Larceny, because this movie's a crime. Ooh. <laughs> oh, boy. He's <laughs> coming with Diving right in. How about it? Um, oh, hot so take alert. In honor of this film and yesterday being Veterans Day, Katie's drinking our Red Blend, which supports Team Rubicon, a veterans nonprofit. Oh, mm. excellent. I love mm. it. Jimmy, what do you have for us? Listen, guys, you know, I'm so excited to be on here because it inspired me to run out to the liquor store and like try something new. I was like, Yay. you know what? Now is the time. Mm. So, listen, I'm a fan of cognac, right? Yes. So I was like, you know what? It's been a while. I got, I just sprung for like, a nice exclusive version of uh, Remy Martin. So it's like a special edition. Um, I'm thinking it's a bad night, uh, you know, a bad, a bad idea to do this on like a school night, but you know what, whatever. I'm going to have a couple, couple glasses, you know, 
Very right. nice. Baby. Very nice. 2020. <laughs> Sophistication in a glass. Yeah. Yes, yes, I love yes. it. Uh, I am drinking uh, from American Trappist, uh, Spencer Monk's Indian Pale Ale. Indian okay. Pale Ale. Questions. Yes. Is it really from the Trappists? Uh, it's from the American Trappist, which is a brewery up here. Oh, so they're not, so, it's not really the monks making they, the beer. No, but <laughs> it's, I'm at least, into that. well, no, learn more about the local Spencer monks. So <gasps> I think it actually is. Yay! I, like I will do monks. more research. I will do more research uh, for next happy. week. Mm. I will fact check this brewery for us mm-hmm. for next week. I usually don't fact check the breweries, but I will fact check the brewery. The monks have um, a humble life. They do. It's They're awesome. Like, they, I don't want the power of being a priest. I just want to make beer and draw things and garden. I once pray. got it's to great. drink um, beer in a m- monastery in Austria, Ooh. which was pretty oh, awesome. Very nice. We, yes. Jim and I went to a silent monastery in Georgia. It was very quiet. Mm-hmm. Except for I don't do silent places. Don't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Can't, couldn't it possibly. Um I liked All right, it fact a lot. check. Did, yeah, I'm sure you did. We didn't talk to uh, each other a whole lot. Well, it's like in a uh, Best in Show. Yeah. <laughs> Just no, don't no, talk. No, so we no, figure no. out something else yeah, like to soup. not talk about. We, <laughs> we like not soup. talking. We don't like soup. <laughs> they did have soup there too. Yeah, they did. They, the monks like soup. Yeah. Um, all right, fact check from last week. First of all, happy birthday to my happy beautiful birthday, wife, Aileen. She'll never hear this. She is yes, 37 years old. Hear this. <laughs> she will. She does not listen to the show. Uh, All right. Some fact checks from last week. Uh, We were a bit surprised Mm -hmm. um, to find out in the research that Dave was up for a Academy Award. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was a little surprising for best screenplay. Uh, I was a little offended by it, to be clear, actually. But here were the other nominees in 1993. And when I saw them, I was like, yeah, it's really it's right doesn't belong there. on the list. Yeah. Um, the winner for best screenplay was The Piano, mm-hmm. um, which is a movie that I guess was good. I always confuse it with wow. Nell. Don't they both have to do with like women <laughs> that don't really talk, that live in the woods? That yeah, well, not in the woods. The no. piano takes place Piano's on like the, the woods. on a beach. Oh, maybe I never uh, saw the piano. Well, yeah, doesn't it? It's Isn't also it with Holly Hunter. It yeah, is, but there, but there is there is a woods element because she yeah. goes to the woods and and befriends the Maori guy. What's his name? Harvey Keitel. Yeah, and, you know, and, and all that. Yeah, there's like this weird romance. Yeah, yeah, probably won't be watching it on this show. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle, Love which I, I good movie. Uh, in the Line of Fire, also mm. directed by the director of tonight's film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember enjoying that movie. Philadelphia That's in the line of oh, fire is Denzel, right? That no, in the line of fire no. is Clint Eastwood. Oh, right, right, right. No, I'm thinking, You're thinking of, of Man on Fire. Yeah, no, I'm thinking. Right. I was thinking of Courage Under Fire. Oh, Ooh, so which is also a good so movie. Fire. That, is, that is good. Yeah, uh, and then Dave. So yeah, uh, we talked about if you were vice president. Could you be an American citizen, but one who was not born in America? Mm -hmm. And as I said, no, you need Mm -hmm. to be a natural born citizen to be either president or vice president. Congress, that that natural born is different than being born in the U.S. You you need to be born of two United States citizens. Oh, interesting. You are automatically a natural born citizen if your parents are natural born citizens, no matter where yes, the birth correct. takes place. No matter where the birth takes place. Yes. Correct. Really you could also be born um, 
of just even one parent. And right. you could also right. be born on a military base. Yeah. And it would be considered being born in America, but you need to have those qualifications. You cannot be a naturalized, uh, nationalized citizen okay. to be president. You can be no Supreme Court rule, no Congress, no cabinet position, none of those other things. But to be president or vice president, uh, let's see. And Katie, did you watch West Wing? Of course not. Of but course not. I, I did almost a, didn't. I did a fact ask. check though. I did a fact check on the 77 Oscars because we were wondering about, is it Robard won for supporting? Yes. Yes. Um, And we were saying, so who won best actor? The answer was Peter Finch for the network, which is my father, one of my father's favorite movies. Oh, people. Yeah. That's a Mm -hmm. great movie. And best picture that year was Rocky. Rocky. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Which is a very a good, good year. Movie. Yeah. A very good year. That was a very good year. The late seventies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Unlike the late nineties, where Air Force One came out, uh, was a time period of good film. Connection to this week's film. Uh, the winner of best score that year okay. was also the composer of Air Force One score, Jerry Goldsmith. Jerry Goldsmith. Yep. Yes. Who is amazing apparently he, he actually he made so this many. he wrote this score in 12 days yep. yes, and it's like a, it's a kick-ass score no, but, oh and i love this fun fact jimmy before we get to our oh, our yes. uh rundown that it was sure. originally written by jim's favorite disney slash pixar film yes composer Randy Newman. Randy Newman. Yeah. Which and I can't. Guess what? Imagine. There was a problem with tone. Oh, there was guys, a problem with score. tone. Yeah. Yes. Have you heard it? Yes. So you, there, there's actually like bootleg copies of that or that original. Oh my god! It would be a totally different movie. Around. Yeah. And yes, it's very. Yes, it is. It's like very Randy. Like Randy Newman does not do this kind of movie. It's yeah. bizarre no. that they ever hired him. Um, and uh, yeah, as it goes, like Wolfgang apparently threw it out like at the the eleventh hour. I love it's it. Like, See, that's what should have happened with A Few Good Men. And yeah. if you had told me no. that A Few Good Men was scored by Randy Newman, I've been like, yep, that totally <laughs> makes sense. I um, was shocked to also find out that the score that was rejected, big portions of it were repurposed for Toy Story mm-hmm. 3, apparently, <laughs> which really... <laughs> Which really tells you Wait, how I don't know if you're bizarre. I don't know. No, I'm I'm being serious. That's for actually. real. Stop. Yes, they, that's for they, real. They, composers do that from time to time. So, like yes. you know, the, the first Mission Impossible, Alan yes. Silvestri wrote the score. It was thrown out, and and same kind of deal. Danny Elfman had two weeks to to write the replacement score. Alan Silvestri repurposed that for Eraser. That Eraser, yeah. Movie Eraser, yeah. I've like, listened to that. <laughs> I've actually synced that score to the original Mission Impossible movie <laughs> for certain segments. It's not as yeah. good as Danny Elfman's. Yeah. Uh, oh, and yeah. finally, uh, rest in peace to the amazing Alex Trebek. Cheers to Alex. Mm. What is? Anal bum colors. No? <laughs> That's an album cover. I'll take the rapist for 250. Alright, time for the rundown. Yeah. I don't know why. This Maybe doesn't never work. any n- Maybe. never any music. You just Those, love my music I have to, like, so shut much. Down. I don't love that. You do. You do love it. Right here, please. If we, if you could give me.
Jackie Roberts here with the rundown. President, I thought that's why I felt like this was also her hair. It kind of does. That's a Cokie Roberts kind of look <laughs> you got thought. going okay. on, actually. President Marshall is just another U.S. president who has a problem with Stan. Kazakhstan, that is. After working with Russia to lock up their dictator, Radic, Marshall makes a passionate speech about not negotiating with terrorists until a group of terrorists sneak onto Air Force One and begin a horrifying series of events that force President Marshall to make the hardest decisions of his life and to test his commitment against cutting deals with terrorists. Decision number one, don't escape in the presidential escape pod. Instead, stay on the plane and begin a single-handed plot to overtake the terrorists. Decision two, when the satellite phone dies right before your lifeline on land helps you dump the fuel, bet on the red, white, and blue cables. Cut that yellow. Decision three. Free all hostages via a parachute escape at 15,000 feet. But again, stay on that damn plane to save your family. Decision four. Don't negotiate with terrorists until they threaten to kill your child. Then all bets are off. Decision five. Trust your wife. Above all, she's the goat. Decision six, order the Russians to gun down that mother effing dictator before he gets on his stinking helicopter to freedom. And that is how President Marshall establishes himself as the best cinematic president of all time and the president that we would all time travel back to 2016 to alter our current current universe. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, why are we watching this movie? Oh boy! See, I feel like I'm I'm uh, standing up in front of a firing squad now. Here, all right, guys. So, oh no! So Let me soften this landing, Jimmy. <laughs> if I, because I feel like this is not going to surprise anyone. I effing love this movie. Oh, good, I good, good. Love I, I, this movie. Uh, okay, then I'm then I'm then I'm looking forward to this. All right, um, guys. My my affection for this this one. All right, um, and. Uh, I do indeed have great affection for this movie. It, I think it relies most heavily on the nostalgia factor for me, right? Um, so, and I, and I don't just mean like nostalgia for my teenage years, right? I saw it in the middle of high school, and, you know, the lazy summers and all that. Of course, I, I enjoy the memories of all that. But also like a nostalgia for... Uh, you know, the 90s, and, mm -hmm. and boy, does this represent that decade mm -hmm. in, in many, many ways. Um, nostalgia for like a more innocent, maybe even naive time uh, in our country. And, you know, even the way that movies used to be and used to be made, like, I don't know, guys, like, this, this is like a very classical movie to me, right? Like, I, I feel like if it came out like 40 years earlier, like John Wayne could easily have starred in this thing, you know? Um, it looked like and... it was from 40 years oh, earlier. stop it right now. <laughs> Well, listen, the effects, we will, t we'll get to that. All right. But I, listen, most of the, what, what happened, like, and how it happened was, um, you know, the effects were practical. I thought, I don't know, I thought they did a good job of keeping it kind of real. Um, I don't know if that's what you meant, uh, Jim, but uh, I, listen, the nostalgia side, I also liked, I, I, I liked the craft bit. I mean, I think this is a great exercise intention. Uh, it's like fueled by pure adrenaline, right? Like it moves at breakneck speed. Um, it's like, it's a very simple plot. It is kind of stupid. It's basically like one complication happens, it ends, and then immediately another one happens, and then that ends. Yeah. It's just very episodic in that way, but like, I mean, it doesn't aim too high, but what it goes for, it knocks out of the park. Like, I, I did you guys see this in the theater back in I the day? I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't. Okay. Ugh, I don't think I did see this one. In yeah, the I think I did. 
I would have definitely, I definitely yeah. saw it. In the it clearly theater. made an impression because none of us can remember. <laughs> See, okay, you guys can't remember. I actually remember watching. This I'm in the sure theater. I would have seen it. And I, and I remember like the audience like applaud. Remember in those days, guys, a full theater audience would applaud at the end of movies, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, you know, you just get caught up in that. I'm so sorry to have um, to ask this. Who was our president in '97? Dial me back. It was. Is it a no, Bush? No Are we in a Bush no or in a Clinton? No, no Clinton. We're in Clinton. Okay. Because he he also famously said that he like watched this movie like oh, multiple, right. yeah, 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 yeah. multiple times. In, this one in, and Dave. In the White House he loved Dave yes. and Air Force. You love Dave and <laughs> Air Force. We're in a Clinton one. movie presidential November. Yeah. I can I just say that one of the things you just said is why I think in the theater I enjoyed this movie, and on upon rewatching it, I was less than impressed. I think that in the theater and one viewing, this is a great example of a movie that you could absolutely get caught up in on first viewing where you don't know things are going and it's 1997 and the quality of film is not up to today's standards, in my opinion, at least. Um, I, I remember being like, yeah, that was a pretty good movie. It was not, but in retrospect, I must not have loved it a lot because it's not one that I've repeatedly gone back to watch. And I, I, I wonder if it's just like one of those ones that for a theater going experience, like seeing it in the theater, I got enjoyment out of it. And that is the purpose of a movie sometimes. And it maybe doesn't hold up to a standard of other movies, but I do think I could have envisioned myself thinking back and and really enjoying this on a first viewing in a theater, like you're saying, Jimmy, with other people. Like they have those moments where you're clearly supposed to applaud with other people. And I can take it for that. And then I'll, mm. I'll probably crap on a yeah, lot of the yeah, rest well, of the Yeah, I mean, this is forward. for me, this felt just like Independence Day. Yes. So like I I knew watching mm. it the first time around as whatever age that I did, I just didn't like it. I again, I don't like Harrison Ford outside of Star Wars yeah, and Indiana Harrison Jones. Harrison Ford bias is coming through here. I don't. I don't. Mm. I've never really liked him outside of those two characters, and I think it's because he's never really done anything outside of those two characters, and he's not doing Except anything. Don't forget Blade Runner. You always forget. I do. Blade I do like Blade Runner. That's true. Um. But again, that if that was a Han Solo movie, you could have. I mean, yeah. true. It, it's yes, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> but this movie happens in 1997. It prob- I, I didn't look. It probably had a gigantic budget because there's a lot of actors, mm-hmm. and it made well, a ton made, of money. And he made 20 million alone. Mm-hmm. He got 20 million the star. In it this. made me immediately Google Top Gun and look at some of the dog fighting scenes in Top Gun because the the part at the like the the final quarter of this movie where Harrison Ford's flying the plane is first off I I I didn't like anything about the way this movie was shot the color the it was like pre 24 so like the situation room is lit up like it's your parents' dining room at Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's all like in, instead of like everything being dark, which, you know, whatever, you know, that's a, that's a whole other style that has, you know, doesn't look great either. But like the plane sequences when you're like, 
when you have like the fighter jets and all that action going on outside the plane, it's hard to tell what the hell is going on. And it looks terrible. It looks terrible compared to a movie that came out 11 years before it. So, and I think it, my guess is that they were relying on a lot of effect work for those shots compared to Top Gun, which was pretty practical, practical pretty practical, except the, for the in cockpit stuff. The, the two and the two shots that are basically unforgivable yeah. and look so ridiculous are um, our new Postmaster General paraduting. I love that I when love she's that like, ah, like you, la- you loved it. I too. laughed so oh, hard. You loved it. Pure oh, joy. She was so happy Pure to be parachuting. Joy. And then you get the same exact shot jumping right to the end of the movie of a dead Gary Oldman doing the same yes, thing. It's beautiful. There's just something about those two shots in general that. And there's a couple others that are you're just like, why did they even show that? There's like a there's like a pause moment when they all they show the situation room just like listening to the phone. And it goes on for like 20 seconds. Not like long enough. It's probably not 20 seconds, probably 10 seconds, but it feels like two minutes because no one's doing anything but listening to the phone and they're not reacting. So it's like too long to be like a reaction shot or and not have a reaction. And it it's too short. I, I don't know. It just this movie just didn't work for me on so many. Sir, and the plot is ridiculous. Are we ready to talk about know. all the reasons that Katie loves this movie? Yeah. One, are, let you, me, are, you, let me, are you ready to let your wife let talk? Me t- yet? Let me do no, one, one more thing. One more thing. Let's yeah. Go right ahead. Why, if the Russian government is holding the man that you want released, why do you hijack? The hardest target on earth to hijack. Instead of just breaking him out of the prison? Instead of breaking him out of the prison or capturing the Russian president who has the ability to release the man you're these, talking about. These are all it was a political like, statement. Details. It was like it was a big political statement. It's can, like, can I just fact check, Jim? Uh, sir, your critique of the editing is unfair this film was nominated for an oscar for best editing which might be worse than the oscar nomination for dave as best screenplay in my opinion because the editing in this film is not within one thousand percent the quality of die hard or hunt for red october right which are two films i will say this time period I, dealing with tension. I did like Harrison Ford and Gary Oldman as like the two yes. main, you know, the more that they were on screen, the better. Because Thank you for your thoughts. Yeah. Now, Jimmy and I are going to talk about all of the Go reasons right that this movie is wonderful. Okay. So, obviously, the nostalgia piece of this also takes us back to a time in which we believed we had a leader who would do anything for the good of our country. Like and, sleeping with an intern in the Oval Office. Sure. No, no, no. I'm not making a specific comparison to like one individual president. Just the notion of the president, right? Of like who who that person is for for your country. Um, and so I think this movie gets better with age because it makes us all wistfully nostalgic of like no, yeah, a more honest time in our lives. Um, or at makes least you hope. Speak for yourself. Okay, fine. Me. 
Yes. Um, this movie does all of the things that I want an action movie to do. It gives me characters that I care about. It gives me tense situations. It makes me connect to those characters who I'm never going to be in any sort of a situation like that. But I can imagine what if you had something that was like a, you know, a live or die. Like, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I don't do. And then that's put to the test. Like you like you live that with him in all of those decisions where it's like, you know, do I choose this or this? I, I was right there with him. I was right there with him. That's a hard choice. That is a very hard choice. And I felt very connected to yeah, work, it works Harrison on that, Ford. That visceral level, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, because you identify with him. He's, it's weird. Like, you know, when you say like, it's that idealistic president, like, yeah, he's not really playing any particular president. We actually, he's not even really a character in this movie. Like we know nothing about his backstory. His, nothing his happens to him. No, there's no change. I mean, I assume he's Republican, but they don't even like, they don't even make a thing of it. Right. They don't they, mm-hmm. like, who knows what his deal is. Uh, it is kind of weird, by the way, to, to watch a movie about the president and have it be like very non-political in general but anyway that would never happen nowadays um but yeah but but that idea of like you know he is not really you know any particular character he is just you know the the idealistic president you know and i I can tell why like you know harrison ford being the president is like 90 percent of this movie right that's the selling point right like you know uh brian the the poster you like put on facebook i i never realized this before but it literally says in the poster harrison Harrison ford Ford is is the president president. the studio is like listen that's that's 90 percent of what we got let's just throw that on the that on the poster you know and then the, the flocks will come you know um but yeah i mean I, I i agree it is it is kind of like a silly movie but like it works on that like basic like human yeah. level you know i also need to point out that you have this relationship between him and his wife which even into the 90s not so much something that you would see where like clearly they have respect for each other she is a part of his presidency and in terms of like his support and, you know, keeping him true to who he is like that. I thought that scene in the beginning was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then that comes back around in the end. You see their teamwork, their partnership. Love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how about our female VP, Glenn Close? Yeah. Hollywood was preparing for us for preparing us for it a uh, lot sooner than we got there. But she's a strong role in this movie. Like she's depicted as, as an, an even keeled lead. Oh my. She's great. Oh it just my. made me think of that awful slub subplot of like replacing the president yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that goes absolutely nowhere. No, is right. uh, not needed. Right. And which, is distracting. Yeah. And not even legally necessary. Yeah, no. You know well, what they took out that they should have kept in instead was explaining the story with the Secret Service man that that yeah, is their mole. We have no well, idea off, why he was doing what he was doing. That was a whole part of the well, script. Well, no, they yeah. needed a way to get these guys on Air Force yeah. One. Yes. And if you yeah. try to explain it, you can't. So well, you just don't. But, just but there was it. a whole backstory to like who he was and why he grew, you know, to turn on, you know, his country yeah. and all of right. that. But then if you, if you go down the route of trying to figure that out, you have to explain how he gets these guys on the plane. Right. So that, and that, that's that was the piece you can't do. Yeah. yeah. That was a casualty of like, 
in production rewrites though uh like it was the kind of thing where they had it one way and they were literally like kind of reconceptualizing how yeah. the movie progressed while they were filming it and you can definitely tell because that yeah that guy uh it's like you keep waiting for him to do something yeah like yeah, they give him they give him the gun and you're like oh yeah. no like they, they, but they that don't makes sense the I... turn coast. and it's but then it's like you're waiting for him to do something and then he doesn't do anything mm -hmm. and it's just the end you know so that part was definitely not very fulfilling no because there's uh, never a, you never really get where his like what his ultimate goal is right, right? like mm -hmm. like clearly it's not actually to kill the president and it's not like was it money was it after he real like right. I, like there was never you never got any There's reason for what he yeah. was doing yeah. but if he tried to do oh. something that wouldn't have made much sense after right. all they have to then invent a reason for yeah. him to act because for us to see because that in the, I said, like literally two minutes before this ha before he shoots frank gallagher i said he's just gonna let it ride right like yeah, he's, he, he's play it off if he point. does something stupid here then he's gonna be found out yeah first off how is no one on the ground of, of all the people working this this situation <laughs> how is no one found out that he is the guy yeah on the ground <laughs> You know what I mean? Like any of them were there focused is, on that. And this is the, this is my problem with this movie is like, if if I want to watch a movie that it, it connects on that like basic entertainment level and is visceral, like I would rather watch Con Air mm. because there's no disguise, there's no pretending that this is like an actual story that could happen. Like this, this is halfway to Con Air, and that's like the bad place for me, right? Like. I would say that Con Air, though, never really like something like Con Air is silly, is ridiculous. You never connect to anybody on an emotional level. This one, like, I don't know, at least at least in my case, like I felt I felt that what the characters were feeling, you know okay. what I mean? As silly as it was, yep. you know, like I bought into it at the time, you know, except I, Gary Oldman. And I think that's the biggest problem with this movie. Yeah, well, well. Uh, let me ask you, and, and let me ask Brian. Like, did you guys connect at all to like the theme, like the theme on the thematic level? That idea that like you know every person, however noble, has like his or her limits, right? That idea that like they're like no one's values are immune to corruption, right? Once their own like their own family's lives are at stake. I thought that was a really interesting thing to bring up. This idea that like he was the most idealistic noble person there is, but like even even he has limit, right? When you put a gun to you know his daughter's head, like I thought that was really interesting. And you that know? was so that to me was the only piece of that like cabinet override that that felt meaningful mm -hmm. when and I forget what was his role. Who was the dude? Is he Secretary of State? Who was the guy that Defense. was like Defense. quantum leap? Um, he was awful. In this he movie, was awful. But when he was like, he's no longer <laughs> functioning brutal. as the president of the United States. He's functioning as a father and a husband because leading up to that moment, it really did seem just like a power play. Like, like he was just about like, I don't know. Like, like no, he just it, to me, to it was her. very confused. It, well, that, his right, that tone was as an actor was all over the yes, place because I thought it was that he wanted to be in charge and not get Glenn close. Like but that's what like, it seemed Let's really debate the Constitution yeah, for a minute. There was a struggle there. There was a struggle there. But that, but that one line, I thought was important. You know, of like wh what has shifted here. He is no. He is prioritizing his family, which is fine. And it, there was almost like a necessary move there of like, yeah, take take that call out of his hands because he he is operating as a civilian at this point. He's not operating yeah. as president of the country right now. 
um, it, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, because like the president, we always think of the president as like this is the most selfless position imaginable because all you, your whole life is devoted to the betterment of the country. But it's like, no, like these are humans as well. And, you know, they, they have families. So it's like there's always going to be a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, it was just I thought the movie brought that idea yeah. up in a very interesting way. Sometimes know? they just have like billion dollar companies that they're going to try to make, you know, even larger at the sake of the American people. So, mm -hmm. you know, if I had watched the movie that Jimmy and Katie watched, yeah. maybe I would have, <laughs> you guys are, maybe, maybe, maybe I would have been down I with love going to, to, this, to watch this movie and talk of any emotional connection oh, to did. characters and theme oh. is, mm -hmm. I was in, is, I was all in. First, first crazy all, pills to me. This movie it is so was a good, 30 minutes too long. Do you know what opinion. I'm excited about tonight? I'm excited that the two of you finally agree on a movie and Jimmy and I can have I, our moments. I, I will just say action I films. have a really I have a really hard time connecting to characters in a in a film where I cannot I cannot forgive all the crazy batshit stuff. Just to put them in certain situations. I didn't feel crazy batshit stuff. I didn't. I felt the writers typing. Like you I, I shouldn't feel, feel that crazy batshit stuff. <laughs> every movie, every movie, every TV show is predicated on don't let someone fire a fucking gun in an airplane because it's over. <laughs> many bullets <laughs> were fired but a lot of people died it wasn't no, yeah no, no. people dying a lot I'm of people got shot the plane would have gone down no. after the first gun no, was fired. No, that was the whole point. I'm talking yeah. about Wait, Air what, Force One. Right, it is, it is Air Force you One see. until we get to the moment where he goes, all right, sir, we can't land this plane on autopilot. <laughs> Why the fuck not? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Air Force One could fly itself. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> You you can't you can't have your you have it both ways. Like yes, in certain times it's Air Force One. Other times without explanation, that option is not available. Yeah, it's economy on Southwest. Yeah. There's, like, some there's an interesting and, theory and, on this that that uh the, so Air Force One in the nineties did not have such a presidential escape pod. And then there's a theory that after Air Force or af after this movie was made, that they adapted Air they Force One. one. There, <laughs> there is also so that's a good idea. I neglected to do my physics homework and figure out, but the whole scene of them um, zip lining between the two planes. Yeah. I've got to get scientifically made no fucking sense. Current on this. They are, they, so the, the the way that that would need to work would be that. The 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 plane coming to the rescue would need to be higher and in in front of Air Force One, and you bring the people down. That happened. They stayed in that position, yeah. except Air Force One went higher. Yeah, the people went down the zip line, which means they were when going down the zip line to the other plane, which had not moved behind Air Force One. They were going faster than Air Force One. Like it, the physics well, of that no, no, makes no wind, sense. No, the that's, wind was on them, thought. was blowing them backwards. You know what I mean? Like it was just like no, I'm talking about the other plane. No, yeah, but what? That's what I'm saying. Like Air Force One never moved 
when they started to go back to the other details, plane, mere details. Air Force okay. One never moved behind. It just, it, and they showed it clear as day. That's like the one thing that was happening outside the plane that sort of like they they got an angle on. I was well, like, but oh, here, I, but I here's my going point. On. I can. T I am all for. And actually, you brought this up, Jim. I felt similar when we were watching Independence Day. It felt a lot like when we watched Independence Day for me. I am okay with completely ridiculous setups and action sequences. But I have to care about the people. And I just, I don't like this to me is like a Harrison Ford. And I don't dislike Harrison Ford like Jim does. I don't feel like there was much difference between his performance in this movie or the fugitive. Like he, no. the president literally could have been Dr. Richard Kimball <laughs> remarried with a kid. And there was nothing di like, there was nothing different. Gary Oldman. Well, he's, who I, he's Harrison Ford as the president. Though. But right, that's right, what right, I mean. Right. But, there was, but, the but there's all himself. these other people in it who are amazingly talented yeah. And I feel like it is. It's just kind of like, uh, let's write. It, this was almost like a TV movie script that they got Harrison Ford to be in. So then other people were willing to be in it. Glenn Close signed like two weeks before they started filming. So she, I mean, I would, I, I can't even imagine what that character would have been if it wasn't her. I just kept thinking to myself, the quality of person they have in this movie is far superior to the dialogue that is being delivered by mm -hmm. them. And that like, that was difficult. For, like I'm willing to take crazy action sequences and all that stuff. If, if you can provide like a good foundation for the rest of it, then I'll go with it. Like I love 24. I, I mean, yeah. I love Mart, like all these shows, they're batshit, all of them. But, at the heart of it is I cared about who the core characters but were. But why not lean into this. it? Like, if if he was going to go on a killing spree and start killing all these terrorists, what the hell was that situation with the younger with the younger terrorists where he he's keeping him at gunpoint and the guy's, like, lying? For, like, it was so dumb when he escapes the bottom of the plane and Gary Oldman yells down, like, hey, how's everything going? And the guy's like, yeah, pretty good. And then it like zooms back and Harrison Ford's got the gun on him. Like that it's makes no sense. Shock, the right? only reason Harrison well, Ford needed him was to get the keys. But he needed him to check in with his boss, you know, because he knew the boss would be asking. Right. But him. that's again, I can feel the writers <laughs> like, oh, maybe he's going to have to do that. <laughs> like there's no way anybody with, you know, and let's not pretend like he was the greatest helicopter pilot in Vietnam. Right. That was the the one line that's supposed to explain everything. explain why he's capable of this. That's fine. That if he survive, if he's the type of guy that's going to survive this this specific situation, allow his press secretary to be shot. He's killing that fucking guy, right? right he's yeah. That's the, fair. So that's like fair. those situations, so he's got you all like, fired up. No, because I can see that they're writing for the lowest common denominator. Mm. There, they're like. Oh, people are going to be excited to see that he didn't kill this guy, and then he's but, a good guy because he wouldn't kill somebody in cold. But character-wise, right? it makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, right. he does end up killing 
him and all the others. He, you does. Know? Like, he doesn't kill him. I, I don't I even know like, what happens like to that very, guy. He's like very strategic. You I know? think he's like a superhero. You that know? guy that's, that's gets pushed deal. out the out the door. I think. I think he's oh, one okay. of the guys that falls out of the plane. Gotcha. Yeah. See, I never, I never interpreted that moment as like, oh, he he's displaying his compassion. It's Same. like he's 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 displaying his strategy. He knows that that guy is the connection to the boss. He can just make sure that like, but that's, everything's fine. That's, that's exactly why he should have killed him, because the. Like there are so many moments in this movie where yeah. a, a bad guy just needs to yell out, "He's fucking here!" There's a man here with a gun. Instead, they're like wrestling around. Like, the, yeah. and that's another thing that he fails to do in this movie is give us the geography of exactly uh, what's going on, so problem. that we know a gun and 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 a wrestling match in the bowels of the plane can't be heard by everyone else. And I know that that's. Like you just he didn't establish that very well. I wow. thought they made a really weird choice in this movie. Got yeah, you that, all fired up. I know I just the, ge- the geography thing is why I think it's to me ruined as a thriller. All right. Mm. If you look at two movies, and it's I think something simple that could have made this movie significantly better. If you look at two movies we've done, Die Hard and Hunt for Red October, both of them clearly established geography of what the building was going to look like. And I don't think it's fair sometimes to compare to Die Hard because I think it's like one of the best of the best of what it is. But John McTiernan, who directed both of those movies, by the way, he completely makes you aware of your surroundings. You know everything about it, and that builds the tension because you know somebody could be right around the corner. You know something could be. So you don't have to write something like the scene Jim's talking about where it's like, oh, how are we going to get some tension here? We're going to show the guy calling up. Oh, we don't know where Harrison Ford. Then the gun's on him, and it leads to this whole weird shit. Like with Die Hard and with Hunt for Red October, you felt like you were living in those claustrophobic areas nothing should be more claustrophobic than a plane and i feel like wolfgang peterson took it for granted that we would just assume oh it's a small plane it's a confined space we don't need the show it could have easily done like the press secretary giving a tour of all of air force one to gary oldman at the beginning she does she does but but none of the places we revisit but but that's what i mean you could have done that and then you you wouldn't even had to do it you could have just gone and you could have made this movie leaner and faster it could have been like a an hour 45 minute movie where from the second he's taken you know the plane is taken it's real time and it could have been i think cut more like a tony scott film quite honestly, where Mm. like, like Top Gun or like Crimson Tide, where the editing is just so fast that you, you can build tension that way. I think they got lazy because they had Harrison Ford, who I really enjoyed in this Gary Oldman, who I enjoyed. This is not anywhere probably in his top 10 of performances, but when Ford and Oldman are together, like in the cockpit area, that's some great stuff. Like that is I'm watching. I'm like, I would watch two hours of those two, like going at each other. And that's great. I even like Glenn Close's stuff. I think she did more than what she was given. I think, unfortunately, maybe now with things like 24 afterwards and the West Wing afterwards, the quality of what they did in situation room type stuff makes this look really amateur. 
like really amateur to me mm-hmm. like when they're cheering and all that like the quality the, of the of west wing and some other things when you see what they do in situation rooms are so superior right. to I, that. I, it's mm-hmm. time to let jimmy and katie talk about how great this is but i do have a question in case katie and i did miss it when did they figure when did they get the facts you never see them get the facts you see, do you no you do see you, the text the fact that he sends it through. but you don't yeah you right we see, we see it like yeah we see yeah. it on the fax machine mm-hmm. but then we never they end up asking the pilot to go below fifteen thousand. so they leave that for it the goes, viewer to like because you don't yeah, know goes, whether they it goes through it yeah no it goes through and that's we know it goes call. through. No, we right? see, yeah. no we see then, it come out in the situation room on yeah. their fax machine but we never see anybody pick it up we see them ignore it no, we just hear them like over the intercom or whatever in the plane say like, oh, you know, go to 15,000 you know, to this. And then that's supposed to be one of those like suspension, like, you know, the, the yeah. suspense moments that's when, where it's that's like, when oh, you are they going to hear it or thing. not? Yeah, but it makes exactly. it feel like yeah. in, in the end, it makes it feel like happenstance. I, uh, oh, I, mean, I don't think so. I don't know. I, 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 I think mean, it's just a choice yeah. of like uh, yeah. letting the audience find out whether they got the facts at the same time that the hostages and the president find out whether they got the facts because they wouldn't know they wouldn't know whether it was red. Yeah. They would just be waiting to see whether the plane drops. Yep. I do have to say, I do think I kind of disagree with everything Brian has just said about the geography thing, only because like I do, th- I think the editing is actually good. Like, because guys, you don't want the Michael Bay style like quick cut editing. That would be awful, right? Like, you want like longer takes. He he actually look, listen. Wolfgang Peterson does this. This remember this the scene where um, uh, Harrison Ford is hiding in like the bathrooms and the guy. Yes. Um, the terrorist is like shooting from one to the next to the next to the next. They're using real bullets there. You you can tell there's no effects, right? They're using real bullets. Uh, I guess they had a stuntman do it, and it's all one continuous shot as he's going from from door to door, and like you feel it. Like I felt that it was in the one of the better stomach, shots, you know. Yeah. And I don't know that I felt like that long take. That was that was you know it really benefited from like the long drawn out kind of. Oh, like, I don't style. disagree with that part. I just the situation room stuff to me looked like community theater. Well, so <laughs> I and I felt like I had a sense of the geography especially of the like the downstairs area you i mean you spend a lot of time there i do think that there were there's there were some choices made in terms of the action where i i would agree with jim of like oh i don't know if that's what the character would have done you know like the fact that he was stationing himself under the stairs felt like a strategic move but then there were a few shots that he didn't take all where, like you yeah. know what i mean where like he was in the perfect spot where like he would have the minute they opened that hatch he would have had them and he decides not to take that shot. And then, so then I'm like evaluating, is it that he doesn't want to fire the gun? He doesn't want to draw attention, but at that point they know that he's down there. And so there were a few weird yeah. spots the, like that where I, I thought like, I don't know if all, that's what he All it would have, have taken is to have like a, a flight attendant who was like serving food to be down there at the fridge, pull out a meal for the president, walk it up the stairs walk it to his and and like sh- walk one to the pilots up into the cockpit Just, yeah, sure, and then walk one down to where he's watching the fucking football game yeah. and I, it would like it would have been like now i sort of understand how those stairs are situated cuz i don't think that that's the question that i'm really struggling with is like those stairs from the, the literally we're talking about three rooms here in the in like the second third of this or in the second third of this movie which is like he's in the he's in the basement it's three floors, and you're all like, as far as I know, we're all sort sort of towards the front of the plane. So he's in the in the basement, and he has the whole, 
you know, basement to wander. He has a staircase up to the to the main cabin, and then there's another staircase up to the to the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Right. But you don't know where the top of the basement stairs lies in comparison to, at least I couldn't wrap my head around it, where the bottom of the staircase to the to the cockpit. Mm. And so like him yelling down, are you okay, to the other guy, I'm like, I don't understand where they are right now. Like, what's the difference between, is, is the difference literally like the flight of stairs to that guy and then the other flight of stairs is right there? Underneath yeah, it, like in the I, house, but, no. Like, but but Jimmy, that's where I would have preferred a longer take. Like I don't mind the real. Bo- I'm all for. I don't want Michael Bay everything quick cut. If you're gonna give me a long explosions. take, give me a, a Fincher panic room long take of Air Force One. Mm. That's what I want. Like I, what I one of the things I think was dramatically misused in this film was Air Force One. Air Force One should have been a character. You should have felt like you lived in that. Like uh, on Pop Addle, they just their new episode is top five houses in movies, right? And they're talking about all these iconic movies in film, and you're like, oh yeah, that one. That's absolutely a huge part. Like Air Force One. It should have been our chance to be in an Air Force One. We should have seen everything. We should have felt it. We should have. It's it's like and it was there a little bit, but I felt it was all surface. You know, we should have been. There's a whole question of should the whole movie to me have just taken place on that? Did we even need? I know Katie uses that speech to teach, as she told us last week. Right, use the speech to teach. Isn't that the one that uh, we used, but, Jimmy. The, the oh, beginning. I think we've used it yeah. at one yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. but my point is, I mean, Brian to was me, very I'm upset just, about that. I'm just interested <laughs> in the idea, of, like, to utilize that. Where, like, if you watch Psycho, right, that house is something so important to the movie. Like there's something so unique, so special. Like to mm. me, the, the special thing about air force one is they made up a pod that you could be ejected out of and it can dodge <laughs> missiles. Like no. there's could be so much more to that. No, I, it's, I it's, like, it's the, it's the whole, it's the whole thing. It's yeah. the whole effect. It was, it was not a bad experience. No. Watching most, uh, no, no, no. most reviewers of this film, give it an a. Well, I don't know what website that was on, but yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have bad reviews. So no, no, the, like Roger know, and Eber, it, it, it was like a two and a half out of a four, which for them is like, eh, it's pretty good listen, for an action film. I, I, again, Entertainment Weekly gave it an A. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 97, I was I'm like, oh, Entertainment boy. Weekly. <laughs> I mean, Metacritic was like 66%. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that, to yeah. me, that feels yeah. fair for what yeah. this film is. For like this, this isn't, movie, yeah. Yeah, like Absolutely. this isn't a top tier movie. It's a like, I don't want to say feel good thriller, but kind of is like, Listen, you know, it is, it is a, an example of why we need movie theaters, because yeah. you see this movie in a movie. Again, I love this is seeing an experience it in a movie, movie. This yeah. is great. This, you need like, to go see you're it like not that. supposed and... to think too hard about it. I'm sorry. You're not. It's not you're but not there, supposed to analyze. Yeah, but but that's, that's the exact thing that people say to you about John Wick. And you have. I, an extreme exactly. with I was thinking I don't, again so like, about John Wick in relationship to this movie. Every action yeah, but, film I watch now, I, I compare to John Wick. Um, and I would still, like, I hear what you're saying. I do. 
I would still argue that in this film, there's so much more going on than and just more killing people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. John That's Wick it. has no emotion. John Wick well, just no, no, feels no, like a, a, a demonstration dog. of how yes. can we kill people. Like that. That's yeah. all it feels like yeah. to me. This is this, this is, is a, a true, story. This is a true popcorn yeah. summer movie. Go see it because you like you. You're going to see this because you like Harrison it's, Ford. It's you know, it, Independence and it, Day. And there's an yep. there's yeah, and there's enough around it to make it enjoy. Like you could watch it. It's not awful. Like I think our critiques are more in line of comparing. You know holding it up to what others would be. But I remember seeing it, like I said, going in 97, enjoyed it. I could see why people enjoyed it at the time because the special effects for the time probably would have been okay, I guess. Uh, no, they were actually, I think they were bad even for the time. There's, there's actually, uh, it's actually legendary among like a lot of like movie nerds, like what happened with the special effects. There's entire articles about that final shot of the plane. You guys remember, bad. it looks like a, like a PlayStation 1 cutscene, yeah. Yeah. how bad it is. <laughs> And th there's literally articles about like what went wrong there and how basically the effects guys were working on it up to like a week before the film like had to be out. Like it was, oh my they, God. they just didn't have time to finish it. And there was huge, this huge, like, uh, like big conflict with Wolfgang and stuff about it. It was, it was nuts, but, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's bad. The effects are bad. There's no, there's no doubt about that. I, I like Wolfgang Peterson, by the way, as a director, yeah. I love mm -hmm. in the line of fire, uh, which is a uh, DOS boot, which is yeah. an awesome movie. Uh, I'm going to come back around again <laughs> one oh, more boy. time. <laughs> Here we go. No, again, because like I like I hear what you're saying and I try to not be hypocritical, which I it's unavoidable. Um there to me there's more emotion at play in this film and so i yeah. think whenever John Wick's that's true dog was killed no that does, okay. that's it his dog even, was killed even with the, that at the beginning of john wick you don't get the emotional buy-in you mm -hmm. do not connect to that character um i think when whenever you create some sort of a sense of connection you just you're willing to overlook a lot of those like inconsistencies exactly and, but you gotta so, love those characters no absolutely but the beginning scenes with the president delivering that speech and then coming back and kind of like reflecting on it with his wife it immediately puts you into a place of understanding who he mm -hmm. is as a leader, who he is as a husband, who he is as a father and so I think in the first five minutes of this movie, they create an uh, like an invitation for the viewer to be connected to this guy, and then you're with him on the journey, mm -hmm. and and that's to me, that's the make or break. I think that's the make or break on like the hero's journey, right? Is like, do you connect to the hero? And I think Air Whoa. Force One does a yes. Yeah, I, yep. I don't know that there's 100%. a hero's journey on this. In this. No, he's the I hero. I preferred There's no journey. Independence Day. Well, so I'm using the term journey loosely. Well, that's a writing thing. You're not supposed to use it loosely. It's no, supposed it's to mean just, the thing. Well, when you say yeah, but it's his, his adventure. His, it, right? Like, it, and he does, the he does learn. There's no yeah. arc. For him? Well, uh, other than the realization that he... He again, got everybody, life. all of his friends killed? Well, well no, 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 no. The, the risk. Is, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, and that his standards have limits, you know, like that his that, his, that is like, true. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, it he tests, doesn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. like he, his his ethical code is put mm -hmm. to the test. The 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 one guy the the guy that's pissed off at him for giving the speech saves him, gets shot in the stomach. In the fact that that guy was still alive is dumb. 
Oh yeah, he was dead. He was dead. Yeah, that was a dead man. Yeah. Um, I just appreciate Glenn Close pulled a Moira Rose and actually brought her own wig to the set. The wig she wore for this role was her own. And it was that was an excellent me, wig. Which makes me wonder: Does she have like wigs nailed on her Maybe. bedroom? And again, I'm going to come back to the movie. Dave, could they have borrowed Glenn Close's wig for Sigourney, for Sigourney Weaver? Sigourney Weaver. That's a fair man, question. Man, she needed some better hair in that film. Yeah, that Glenn uh, Close's I, wig was spot on. Before we go to um, Game of the Week, let me ask you: This film was actually written for a different actor. Ooh. Let me tell you if you would rather have had hold the president on, be this actor. Can we all do you want to guess? guess? You can guess, guess who it is. It was actually written by the screenwriter mm. and was in early production with somebody else in mind. Do you want right. to guess who it would be? I'm okay. going to go with Alec Baldwin. Okay, what Jimmy, you, who do you think you, it would be? Really? I already know the answer. So. Oh, you do? Okay, <laughs> Jim, who do you think? Um, George Clooney. This is pre-George cool. Clooney. This was early ER days. Uh, one Mr. Kevin Costner. God damn it. Kevin Costner was offered every single role. Yeah. Or he was considered He turned it them. down because he was, filming, walls, you know? he was filming The Postman. So he it's did play... Film. Was he Kennedy? He did play a president, right? No, he was, <laughs> he was in the, 13 days. He was the Secret right. Service days. agent for Kennedy. Uh -huh. and, uh, yes. Mm -hmm. No, not Secret. He was uh, a, JFK. a chief was... counsel. Oh, yes. He was a he was the prosecuting attorney, Jim Garrison, in JFK. In JFK. Okay. And then he also worked for Kennedy as his chief counsel in 13 days. All right. Hmm. Uh, I would say uh, Air Force One is it's, streaming on Hulu. If you haven't seen it, Check it watch out. It. If you haven't seen it, Listen, Criticism it's, aside, it's worth you can we watch it. We need it right now watching. with this political situation. Get out of my office. You need <laughs> Harrison my, Ford. I do love that. Get out of my Jesus. house. <laughs> All right, here Joe's we go. Game of the week. <laughs> yep. You want to. All right, here we go. Game of the week is Fast Four. We're ranking these top 10 box office hits from 1997 um, based upon what order you would watch them in 2020. Mm -hmm. So put on your modern uh, mindset. These are films that were all top 10 box office hits, and we're mm -hmm. not going to use Air Force One. Uh, the films, Men in Black, Lost World, Jurassic Park, My Best Friend's Wedding, or face-off. Mm. Let's start with our guest. Mm. Jimmy, what order would you watch these in? Now, you know, like ranking them from... From the one best... you would be best, you would watch immediately to okay. least likely right. to watch. Okay, so, uh, well, here, I'll, I'll go... Okay, I'll start with the best. It's a face-off for sure. Mm. I, 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 that's another one like Air Force One. I have a soft spot for, for that. I think there's Ooh. a lot... Stuff. Making a note, face. invite Jimmy oh. for face off. I am there. I could go on and on about that Please one. Please remind off. me, yes. is that Nicolas Cage and John Travolta? <laughs> yeah, did you, you haven't seen the meme? Travolta. You haven't it's, seen the meme yes. of John Travolta out shopping? It's like, I'm glad to see that Nicolas Cage is wearing his mask when out shopping. <laughs> That's just, funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right, so that's absolutely number one. one. Yeah. Right, so uh, I, it would be Lost World Jurassic Park number two. I mean, you know, I'm, I have a soft spot for Jurassic yeah, Park as well. Very true. Um, then I would probably, and then, you know, drop way down. I would put Men in Black okay. and then My Best Friend's Wedding. Mm -hmm. Is My Best really? Friend's Wedding Julia Roberts? Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Yes. Uh, okay. yeah. Dylan McDermott. And right. Cameron Diaz. Yes. Yeah. And Cameron oh, that's Diaz. where they sing the song, right? Of course. It yes. Is. Yeah, right. it was it was a I fun movie. But, you've never you know. seen before. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, Men in Black. I was never really into that. Okay, 
Perfect. All right, uh, Jim, what do you have? I would go face off, uh, Men in Black, Jurassic Park, My Best Friend's Wedding, Air Force One. Oh yeah. Oh then Air Force. Oh Jimmy, where would you put Air Force One? I forgot to ask. In that, would that be the uh, first I choice? Would pro- no, it would probably be a second. It'd probably be after Face Off. After Face Off. Okay. I just watched it, and considering I haven't watched it since I saw it the first time, I, I, I long, don't need. It's going to be a long yeah. time. <laughs> All right, Katie, what do you, what do you have? Uh, I love the movie My Best Friend's Wedding. Mm-hmm. I okay. heart Dylan McDermott big time. Um, or is it Dermot Mulroney? I always confuse those two Ooh. names. Dylan I McDermott think, or Dor- D- Dermot, I think, D- 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 Dermot Mulroney? I think it's... <laughs> oh, I don't know. We'll anyway, check whichever... That. I think it's Dylan McDermott. We'll fact check that. Stallion, fact check that is. Best friend. Uh, love that movie. Then I would have Face Off. John Travolta, love him. Um, then Men in Black. You know I don't love the dinosaurs. Then we'll put the dinosaurs last. But if I was putting Air Force One into the midst of this, I too would put Air Force One second. Right after right after my best friend's wedding for me. All right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go one face off. The amazing John Woo, of course. It's just that's a film that knows what it is and goes mm-hmm. completely for it. Oh, There's yeah. no half hearted stuff in that. Uh, number two, my best friend's wedding, which is on Netflix. And I've, I, I need to rewatch it. And I've it been... is Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, number oh, three would be um, men in black. I, again, oh. a distant, Number three, I, I myself was not a huge Men in Black fan. Number four would definitely be Lost World Jurassic Park. I rewatched that pile of shit a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> that movie is trash. It is really. No, no, that movie no. is. It's not a hot take because pretty much everybody feels I think that, that book way. is trash. Uh, that yeah. movie is just you're not, not you're not wearing good. the Lost World. Uh, no, jacket. and I, I will support Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lost World is bad. I, I would, yeah, we, no, and I would put uh, Air Force One at two or three behind my best friend's wedding, probably. Definitely better than Men in Black and definitely better than See, Lost Men World. Men in Black has one of those scenes where I have talked about these scenes before that stick in my mind and make me laugh and chuckle mm-hmm. to myself years and years later. Make you chuckle and it's when... Will Smith and and um, what's his name? Tommy Lee, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Jones go to interview the woman whose husband has body has been taken by the aliens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and she's like, it was like Edgar, but it wasn't Edgar. It was like wearing an Edgar suit, <laughs> and <laughs> that's a line that me and my sister would just say to each other throughout the years, and it makes me laugh. I'm glad, Jim. Right. I'm glad something's making you the noisy cricket. It's, eh. it's Jimmy, rough, what were you gonna say? You. Yeah. I was gonna say the Lost World. The only the only redeeming moment of that is that camper attack. You know, with the T Rex. No, that I the camper attack is pretty that. good. The, the I, set piece there is pretty good. Yeah, and then I, and then I'll everything else is trash. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, it's time for five questions. You want answers? You want answers? I want the truth. What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? What the fuck is the internet? What? Why? All right, here we go. Five questions this week with Jimmy. All right, 
first question, thumbs up, thumbs down. He's not good in this film. Mr. Dean Stockwell, who was an Oscar nominee uh, in the past, not for this film. Uh, But he is, of course, Al on the amazing NBC show, Quantum Leap. Jimmy, were you thumbs up or thumbs down on Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell in Quantum Leap? Uh, big thumbs up. I love Quantum Leap. <laughs> and in fact, I, I'm amazed that they haven't tried to reboot it. Why have they not? They tried did. It to was called it. Sliders. Uh, and well, didn't go uh, so well. Uh, that was Quantum actually Leap's better than a, Quantum Leap. Jerry O'Connell is no, you know, Scott Bakula. No. Yeah, no. Quantum Leap is <laughs> really? screaming. He's for exactly a, a Scott Bakula. More than a Scott Bakula. <laughs> no. He was in, God damn it, he was in Stand oh, By Me. Stop it. <laughs> My mother I mean, I'm and glad I you actually remember Stand By Me. Usually forget it when we talk mm. about yeah. things. Um, love that show. Love, loved it. Loved it. I hated it. Uh, doesn't you surprise anyone. I hated it. Wow. Doesn't I surprise anyone. You didn't find joy well, in He also hated the first half hour of Back to the Future, if you remember. Yeah, right, yeah. uh, uh, question number two, Jimmy. Would you rather watch a film starring Glenn Coase or Meryl Streep? This is tough. No, it's not. They, they, not well, I mean, they're both great actresses, but I, I would have to say Meryl. I Thank mean, she's, you know, because <laughs> yeah. Close has some great movies, though. She sure. does, but like Meryl is like, she's like a chameleon and every, she does everything, you know, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what she can pull off mm-hmm. next, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Would you rather watch a Glenn Close movie or Lindsay Lohan movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, Glenn Close. That's not by even far, close. You know? oh, uh, she is. Well, I don't know. Mean Girls is pretty fucking good. It is. It is. It also depends how drunk I am. Then maybe. (laughs) Well, there you go. I like that. Uh, Question three, fill in the blank question. If you could replace Harrison Ford with any other actor in this film to be the president, who would it be? Uh oh well how about Glenn Close as the president? Yeah. Ooh, how about that? Yeah. See her kick ass. That would be interesting. That <laughs> would be what interesting. Would Wait, ninety seven Linda Hamilton. Okay, yes. The president just happens to be really jacked, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That would be pretty awesome. Um, question for our favorite question. The amazing Gary Oldman is in this film. What's your favorite Gary Oldman film? Oh, man. Oh, I've loved him in so many. Which one? I, listen, I, I think I'd have to I say Leon the Professional. It's just... It, I, that you one... know what's funny is I see he had a moment in this where he goes... What did he? What was he screaming in this movie? I can't even remember. But I just went, everyone. Yeah, he's like, get back in the air, get us back in the air. Yeah, yeah, that, he, that. yeah he does. But that it made me stuff. think of the uh, in Leon where he's like, everyone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I do yeah, also. Yeah, he does. I also love him as an unhinged person in the Fifth Element. Yeah, yeah, he, yes, yeah he's, he's great. Gonna, that's like where he just chews the scenery like to maximum ex- extent. Yeah. He's like Maxim Oldman. Um, anyway, yeah. He's I great. can't wait. He's in a Mank, which is going to be yeah. released on Netflix, which is the top contender from David Fincher for the Oscar this year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk that he will be uh, possibly winning the Oscar for Best mm-hmm. Actor. Uh, finally, Jimmy, deep thought question. Maybe we could all answer this one. If you could fly on Air Force One with any president in history, even presidents who were mm. alive before air travel existed, uh, mm. who would you want to take a hop on Air Force One with? Oh, boy. Uh, you know what, guys? I think I'd have to say, 
I'd say I'd say Clinton. I think I'd say Clinton because he would he would probably party, know, right? you think would know how to party in the air because like, that is a party vehicle, right? That that plane has everything. Or it could be like, like sixteen be... hours of him playing saxophone next to you. It could be that. It depends way, on what kind of mood he's in. Either like, way, it's a win for me. You know. All right. <laughs> All right. Anybody else want to take a stab oh, at this? Know, Which you know, one? Katie's taking Obama. I I want the whole I want the whole Obama experience. I want the playlist. I want the stories. I want Michelle. I want it all. I I would love to to like break the rules of the question a little bit and take Obama, Michelle, and George W. Oh, because that that whole George W. Be, Michelle situation is time. really awkward. It's fascinating. But I was I thought you were going to say and Joe because I I also oh Joe I I like uh I like their brotherhood I, I like their <laughs> big their fucking relationship. deal yeah I like it. <laughs> All right. I want to be in it. There we go. Um, that is five questions. Jimmy, thank you, as always. We uh, will no doubt see you soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you. I, yeah, I hope. Yeah, Frequent pick, flyer miles. James oh, sure, yeah. I'm looking forward to number five. Maybe maybe <laughs> number five will be face-off. Maybe it'll be the fifth element. Maybe oh, it will be the fifth element. element. I haven't seen that in forever. I can't even remember the last time I saw that. Uh, join us next time where our good friend from Pop Battle, Tim... Katie was looked worried there for a second that the name might have been Keenan. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't uh, sure. Tim will be joining us to discuss David Fincher's The Social Network. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's a to good that. one. Yeah. Uh, as always, like, share, subscribe, review, and all those other wonderful things. Bye, everybody. Right. Goodbye, Thanks, friends. everyone. Bye, Connor.